Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. And today, we're going to look at some Rumi. So we're looking at the Pocket Rumi, edited by Kabir Halminski. And I love this couple lines here. Again, this is similar to Meditations in that you can open up, really, I think, any of Rumi's writings. They're really poetic, spiritual, philosophical. And really, you can grab a book, open up to any page, you can find something great. So today's an example of that. And the reason why this stood out to me is because it connects to something I've been working on with myself and one of my clients as well. So I'm going to read the quote and then elaborate a little bit, and hopefully it's, uh, it's helpful. So he wrote, At times I would say I had self-control. At times I felt like a prisoner of myself. All that's past. I'm no longer captivated by myself. The lesson I took from this, not to be taken by myself. So this immediately made me think of a conversation with a client about pressure and about how we can maybe say there's good types of pressure and there's negative types of pressure, especially when we're working on ourselves, especially when, as you know, we were doing in that conversation, we're setting goals for ourselves. We want to, of course, as we've said in this podcast already, take time to not just think about what we're going to do and describe what we're going to do, or let's say what we want to achieve today or this year or what have you, right? We want to think about why, and that why is really important. The purpose of these things is very important. And a lot of that, I think, will happen in our minds. Some of it might happen in a notebook. Some of it might happen in a conversation with another person or a group of people. All that's really good, right? But what Rumi's saying here, too, I think, is we have to make sure that when we create these goals, and I think especially when we move from the more philosophical exercises, let's say like the why conversation, and we're moving into hows and whens and taking action and accountability, we want to have a certain posture. We want to speak to ourselves in a certain way, right? Where I think we could say we have self-control, but of course we're avoiding, as he's saying he wanted to avoid here, right? The lesson he learned, we're avoiding this idea of being our own prisoner. And I think a part of that is making sure we have a good, healthy relationship to pressure and not a negative one. Right? We were working together, me and my client, and we were talking about, you know what, let's, let's establish. Right? She had this great idea of like snowballing reasons. So I, want, I have to do this thing that I'm putting off, and the reason I want to do it is because then it, allow, it will allow me to do these three other things that seem more attractive to me than this, than this first thing. Right? This first thing, I really don't want to do it, but it'll allow me to do or give me the opportunity to do like two or three other things, and I really like those other things. And it became an argument, basically, a positive sense of pressure through purpose to do the thing that she didn't really want to do. And I thought that was just a brilliant idea. Right? And then we started moving into, okay, let's set some deadlines for these things. And we have to be kind with ourselves. We have to be realistic. But we also have to, once again, apply a positive sense of pressure so we get the things done. And let's say you list three things and you give each of them a deadline. You're practicing something really important there that's beyond just thinking about when you're going to do these things, right? You're asking yourself, one, you're confronting the time, or you're saying the first question, when can I do this? That's a good question. We want to get good at asking when questions, because that'll help us organize our lives, right? And then when you're executing these things, maybe you don't do it perfectly, maybe you do. You're getting good at creating your own feedback loop for yourself. You're creating your own internal scorecard. You're making your own deadlines. So that's a good thing. Number two, third good thing, you will eventually live in a world where the external world 
And by eventually, I mean you're probably in that world right now, right? But it's not always the case that every day we have pressing external deadlines that day, right? But eventually that's going to happen. If you want to have a job, if you want to have a family, right? All these things become external pressures, external deadlines. You have to get the kids to school. You have to, again, have to in quotes, right? But ultimately you want to participate in society, right? So you'll feel as if you have to go to work. You have to do this by this time. So when we practice relating to our, in quotes, have tos by first doing that with ourselves and understanding that we're not going to be perfect, but understanding that we still can approach this conversation of when, and we should. We stop being prisoners and we start learning how to apply pressure in a way that's healthy, in a way that shapes us, that forms us as we would like to be shaped. Right? So we can practice that internally with our own organization of our own tasks, and then we can apply it more effectively to what we might call the external tasks. Right? And this has been really helpful for me, and I hope my work with my client uh, the other day was also helpful in our conversation. And again, we want to make sure we apply pressure such that we don't feel, as Rumi's saying here, like prisoners. So when you make your schedule, you make your tasks, your lists, you make your deadlines, you of course talk about your why, your how, you create your one-year, let's say, goal, your five-year goal, whatever. We want to learn how to visit it frequently enough that it inspires us, but not so much that it like paralyzes us or makes us feel terrible. Maybe it makes us feel a little bit bad. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Ah, I could have been moving towards this a little bit more effectively. All right, that happens. I would rather that than the extreme of feeling terrible, but I'd also would rather that than you never even acknowledge that you messed up, right? Or that I never, like the, the accountability is key here, but accountability, acknowledging our mistakes, acknowledging that things aren't perfect doesn't make us a prisoner of our own goals, of our own dreams, because that's real. You could become a prisoner of your own deadlines instead of seeing that these are the pathways to the growth that you want, right? Because the deadline feels stressful. A deadline will provoke anxiety. Okay, that's normal. So let's first normalize it. Second, let's practice just hearing it. Let's practice receiving the news at work that, oh, I got a deadline dropped on my desk. Okay, visualize it. See that it doesn't mean you have to panic. And within this, right, is the power of being flexible. If you're someone like myself who loves having the routine and their habits, we have to train ourselves to be flexible to practice, I think, what Aristotle might call phronesis, right? It's this idea that you could, you know what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. That's not the exact definition of that, but it's this general idea, right, of like being able to be flexible and apply wisdom in real life, and the bottom line is real life is constantly changing. So the person who can only function or only work optimally or feel confident within their own routines isn't that resilient. So when life throws us a curveball, we have to not only see it as a negative thing, we have to see it as an opportunity to practice phronesis, the flexible application of wisdom, the flexible, like let's say the flexible bringing forth the necessary knowledge, confidence, information, the energy, the attention in the face of an unexpected thing, right, to get us where we need to go. So our routines sometimes too can become like prisons because they prevent us from experiencing new things or trying new things. And in the, in the trying of new things and the experiencing of new things, we give life to new things, right? So for those of us, again, who maybe are either building habits or super into habits and routines, let's introduce phronesis 
this flexibility, this openness to trying new things such that we make sure we don't become prisoners of our own self-control. We allow the world to influence, influence, influence us in different ways and we ask ourselves to try new things. We ask ourselves to apply pressure such that we don't feel imprisoned by it, but we feel empowered by it. Right, so the deadline is a pathway to growth. The new thing or the unexpected event is a pathway to growth. Kind of like Epictetus asking, right, like with everything in life, ask, what advantage can I derive? What advantage can I get from this? And for him, of course, he, I think, primarily meant what spiritual advantage can I get? All right, this is an opportunity to practice focus and patience and attention, among other things as well. So I hope this is helpful. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.